enjoy the show. Beaming at you from the depths of the internet. This is the Temple of Geek Podcast, your one stop for all things geek. All things geek. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Temple of Geek Podcast. My name is Ron, and I am joined by the lovely and beautiful. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, uh, I'm Dana, and I'm a writer for Temple of Geek. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. We are both writers for Temple of Geek, and we are going to jump into the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness discussion released recently for Marvel Studios. Obviously, it was a big thing uh, release-wide, bringing full spoilers for this entire podcast. If you haven't yet watched the film, why haven't you yet watched the film? Turn around. If I could do so, create a portal, (laughs) go to the theater, get your tickets. Watch the film, watch the amazement that is Marvel Studios, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And then come back, I'll portal you back in, comment and discuss our discuss our podcast <laughs> with you listeners out there. If this is your first time turning in tuning in to the Temple of Geek podcast, we welcome you and embrace all the fans here, local worldwide, later, East Coast, West Coast, worldwide, wherever you are. Thank you for listening. The podcast has been around since 2012 and is hosted by a variety of geeks from the Temple of Geek team. Cover out everything from geek and pop culture news, events, cosplay, you name it. We are here. We are there for you. So again, we are here to talk Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. We've got a lot to talk about today from everything from trailers to clips to appearances. We're going to talk chaos today. So I want to start by discussing everything (laughs) all the promotional material what you know and what you're aware of for the film prior to its coming out so dana i will hand the mic over to you i only watched like the first trailer like i really tried not to watch or like look at any promotional material because i didn't want to get spoiled in any way and especially with marvel i've noticed that the closer that we get to like premieres, the more they ramp up, you know, um, their trailers and they drop like scenes in those trailers that could be potentially spoilery. So I was like, I want to go in with nothing, just like clean slate. So yeah, that was me. Yeah, I didn't want to know too much. (laughs) What about you? Yeah, you know what? The same here. I, I think the same here. Yeah. I avoided as much as I can from the internet, but even even let's going let's go a year back when um, it was announced. Um, I, I forgot when, but when it was announced that everything from uh, WandaVision to No Way Home, Spider-Man No Way Home, um, and up to this film would be like its own connective thread and tissue. And that it would be directed by Sam Raimi and have a scarier tone to it. I was all in. And I have not watched, minus the trailer, I have not watched (laughs) anything, read into anything else about it. All I know was, you know, generating, was getting into the excitement into this movie. uh, Because of, you know, that's first and foremost Sam Raimi. Uh, second of all, the horror mm-hmm. aspect of it, which was appealing to me. 
uh, even though I'm not a horror movie fanatic myself, um, but yet, you know, the twist and what, um, compared to everything else that we've seen from Marvel that is put out, I thought that this would be uh, a fresh new taste on our movie going palette. Um, and just jumping into it. I mean, I saw that initial trailer and I thought in my mm-hmm. mind, you know, the cameos, the, the, the one cameo, which we all heard that voice, that iconic voice in there. When yeah. you just oh. see that side profile. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm like, are we? I mean, we'll yeah. go more into it. We'll go into the more of those cameos. But, yeah. But, but like that in this. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I was like, are we doing this? Are we actually doing this? I was like, are we actually doing this? Are we doing like old school Professor X, like from the X-Men cartoon, like the 1990s cartoon? Are we really like, I was trying super hard not to freak out (laughs) because I was like, okay, I I know they, they I know they gotta tease us, but like, come on. <laughs> yeah, it it was for real. I think, oh my uh, gosh, you, okay, I so, can't so, even so. put into words like how exciting that was. Yeah. So for uh, so for you listeners out there, just before we're uh, recording this podcast, um, Dana and I had this little discussion, and I am a self-confessed. Um, and proud Star Trek geek on myself as well, too. So hearing (laughs) Sir, I should add the Sir in there, emphasize on the Sir, because he was knighted by the Queen, Sir Patrick Stewart on there. Um, When when you hear his voice, yet it wasn't confirmed until it was fun. It was funny because he leaked out to the press outlet that it was him. And I don't think, you know, Sir Patrick Stewart, (laughs) well, well, you can't give him any repercussions. Come on, he's a legend already. Let him go with it. We already know. There is no way hiding from that, uh, from that iconic voice. Um, Whether it was, you know, Mm -hmm. audio engineered or whatnot, you're like, you can't trust that. Come on. We know. Stop playing. (laughs) Stop trying to hide Marvel Studios. We know what you did. but that that really brought out the kid in me. So you know the because question, like like you like you said, the X Men. Yeah. Oh, just yeah. But go yeah. ahead. You were you were. I mean, and you know, it kind of begs the question, like, okay, so yeah, like if they were if they're gonna bring Professor X, like, then who else were they gonna drop in this movie? Like, if they're willing to, like, bring him on, then who else was going to be in this movie? That's what I was thinking when I saw the trailer. Oh, man. Um, I didn't even think about that going in. I I just had to stop. I could not. I held off all theories, all thoughts in there because <laughs> knowing where we are in this current phase of Marvel <laughs> I had no idea where we're going to go. I had no idea what they were going to do. I just knew from like reading bits and pieces here and there and from other outlets and, and possible insiders that the cameos are huge, which they were, I would say. Mm-hmm. The cameos are huge in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, and, and that's, 
that's a thing. Let's let's. I guess you know what. Since we're talking, since we're talking on that, let's just go right into those cameos. <laughs> um, so if you if you again if you haven't if you just tuned in into the podcast or listening to us again, you're 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 listening to full on spoilers right here. So so turn around, um, turn around, and go watch the film <laughs> if you haven't yet. But um, who that that's that was a lot to take in. Yeah for for and how how they were it all was... introduced i mean let, let let's go let's just let's just preview be preface it be um into those cameos by saying you know we got our first introduction or first sighting and mention of the illuminati um in yes. this film and so that was a thing that that was a reaction it gained a lot of reaction from my audience. Uh, I don't know about yes. your experience, uh, Dana, but the, the reaction from my audience were including myself, yelling, screaming, clapping, you know, at all the appropriate yes. moments uh, during the film. Oh, yeah. Uh, so go ahead, Dana. I'll let, I'll let you do the introductions and, and take it up, um, do your part into uh, introducing <laughs> the camera. Um, and, and, and talking talking about them. And your thoughts. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, so as far as the Illuminati was concerned, like, I knew that at, there was one person in particular that I was really excited to see, and I was like, if they don't have this person in the Illuminati, then I'm going. I'm going to riot. Um, so, you know, they did a beautiful <laughs> reveal of, you know, going through Black and then Captain Carter and um, Captain Marvel. And then finally seeing Reed Richards, like, I'm a huge Fantastic Four fan. So finally get confirmation. <laughs> and the fact that they did John Krasinski, like, that's a fan <laughs> casting. Like, that's. That was I literally like my fan casting. Yeah, like half my popcorn ended up on the floor because <laughs> <laughs> I I almost <laughs> I almost lost my shit. And now <laughs> Yeah, um <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I literally, you know, it was almost expected to see that, but, uh, you know, I, I still, obviously going into this, I still wanted to hold my, uh, hold myself in place. And when that moment came in, um, I literally jumped out of, okay, okay, I have to say this. I was at the um, I was at a fan screening um, for for Doctor Strange yeah. in the Multiverse of Madness at the El Cap at the famous uh, world famous El Capitan there in Hollywood, and I and no if, if for those people and for listeners out there who aren't aware or who haven't been to Hollywood, um, first of all for any Disney film it, it's a it's a great experience especially for Marvel fans to attend um, in person at the El Capitan. This is no plug by the way. I'm just saying as a part of the fan experience um 
the seats are pretty pretty tight uh, pretty close to each other um so moving in and out and maneuvering uh through the seats it's kind of like that scene of neo mm -hmm. in the matrix where he's maneuvering through the crowd um so you kind of have to do that wiggle your room and kind of do a little shimmy sham between each each leg and whatnot <laughs> so going back to that scene when we see Krasinski, John Krasinski himself, from the internet to live action, John, yeah. I literally jumped out my seat. I would probably have to apologize to whoever <laughs> was sitting behind me and blocking their view. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, I'm like, I know the guy that was that's in his podcast and he was blocking my view. I apologize to that person. Uh, <laughs> You know, because because I literally was like this pumping, jumping, maybe about to fall over. I don't know, um, but that was such a great <laughs> moment, and surely got a reaction from the fans. And it was so great to see the Illuminati. Yeah. Of course, uh, of course, for a fan, for um, I don't know if you, Dana, if you read comics, um, I do. I do read comics, but, uh, you know, our version, this was the, since we're obviously in the multiverse, this was the, as was alluded to in the film, the eighth, um, universe 838 version of their Illuminati and possibly the MCU's adaptation of the Illuminati. Yeah. We don't know if we're going to see this again. So just for everybody listening, uh, you know, we saw, like you mentioned, Captain Carter, uh, Captain Marvel and everybody else you just mentioned, but the originals, um, original Illuminati that we did see was was Professor X, was uh, Black Black Bolt, was Black Panther, was Iron Man, um, Reed Richards, and I think I'm forgetting one more member of the Illuminati. Um, but it was it was that variation, it was that variation of it that was just so good to see and well adapted. Um, into that moment, so I'm happy to see those cameos, and for and for and for come on, I, I, Peggy Carter to come back, yeah, um, and Haley Atwell to be it was great, back. yeah, that was that was awesome, and it then was... you know to be like so excited and so elated, and then about maybe five to ten minutes later like absolute horror <laughs> <laughs> like you know <laughs> like absolute like i think it was captain marvel that said we can handle your little witch and i was like oh no no you you know you can't Ooh. yeah Oof. yeah so to watch that was it was hard. Like to see Reed Richards, I was like, oh my God, amazing. And then to see him spaghettified like 30 seconds later, <laughs> just kind of hurt my soul. Uh, I don't know if anybody's lactose. I, you know, I feel, I feel sorry for anybody who was lactose intolerant because yeah, he was just turned into string cheese. You know, that, that was hard to, that yeah. was hard to see, but it was also nice. It was also nice to see um which um anson mount anson mount was a was a nice surprise to see because 
Um, yeah. You know, a show that is not really talked about about Marvel fans. We'll just say the Inhumans, which, you know. Uh, you mean Inhumans? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it, it had hits. It had it had moments and it was a you know we don't you know that's something we don't we don't talk about but uh <laughs> you know for him to reprise his role in full-on comic accurate costume comes out in his avengers moment yeah. an avengers like moment you know with the with the rest of the uh, members of the illuminati with the wings uh, that come out mm-hmm. and having the fork the lip fork um, on his forehead was just a nice nod to his comic book accurate uh, depiction. Um, but, yeah. you know, obviously in that next scene, in that next scene, we see uh, them facing off against Wanda. Um, we could say Wanda, Wanda taken over um, because of, uh, because yep. Scarlet Witch had the dark hole taking over, uh, you know, being taken over by Scarlet you know what I'm trying to say. Um, her yeah. body was taken over by Scarlet Witch. That's what I'm trying to say. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, taking over. Uh, his, his, oh, way the way. Yeah. That was graphic. It was so. It was so graphic. I'm like, oh, we're going there. Like, I, I, I literally sat there. I'm like, oh, we're, we're mm-hmm. definitely going there. This is this was teased as a horror movie, but I'm so surprised at how how far it went. Um, and yeah, Peggy I did is not. Like, I can do this all day, but just forty all. seconds. I did not. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it was kind of. I oh, I think it was alluded to in um in the zombies episode of Marvel's Marvel Studios What If, uh, because I think that S.H.I.E.L.D. chopped uh, Steve Rogers, yeah. uh, zombified Steve Rogers, Captain America in half, if there was that scene. So that yes. was just a whole complete turnaround in this, uh, where, you know, all of a sudden maybe our Peggy Carter figures will be half off. I don't know. I'm sorry. Was that too soon? Is that too soon? That's terrible. Wow, wow. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thank you. But I love like, you, Emma. Love you, Haley. I was, um, I was <laughs> please come back. I was a little bit frustrated though with how quickly Captain Marvel got killed though, because I'm like, okay, she she got crushed by a statue and something about that just didn't sit right with me because I was like I've seen her being thrown through buildings, flying through spaceships and murking them. So to see her just simply crushed by a statue, I was like, no, that doesn't sit right. They, they could have done better. <laughs> they could have killed her off better. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I agree. <laughs> um, they, I'd rather, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I agree with you on Go that. Ahead. I mean, we're we're in our, you know, in our in our head canon. When somebody, even as an outsider, when you're watching this as a Marvel film, who's uh, more of a casual fan um, into this, you're you're like, I thought Captain America, Captain Marvel was supposed to be one of the strongest Avengers, and for her to be crushed by a statue mm-hmm. also 
also didn't vibe with me. Like there was like, like you could come out, come on. I'm waiting for, I know we, we see your hand, but I know, come on, move. So do get up, like, get up out of there. Get up, do the Spider-Man thing where he's, where Spider-Man was like lifting and lifting <laughs> out of the rubble, you know? Yeah. Like, and come on, I, I know you can come out of that. Like somebody, I can't remember if I saw it on like TikTok or Reddit. Somebody said that Scarlet Witch had drained Captain Marvel of her power. And that's why she had been crushed so easily. But I feel like that's a cop out. I feel like that's a little bit of a cop out. That's too much. That's too easy. That could be easy. And I don't think, I don't think, I don't think that, I don't think from a writing standpoint that that would be too. Uh, that would be too, um, you know, that would just that would just completely erase everything, and all our notions about how powerful she is, and even kind of like the powers behind mm-hmm. Wanda would it make sense? Um, but you know, we got an amazing, crazy death mm-hmm. scene. I I could almost see that this movie, <laughs> based on its horror effects, could borderline be rated R. Like they they just skirted the. Yeah. Started the PG thirteen, pushed it to a yeah. and it could have been easily been rated R. Mm-hmm. It really could have. I uh, I mean some talk. of those body horror scenes. Yeah. No, twisting and turning, and obviously portrayed yeah. um, uh, portrayed by you know all the all the CGI and graphics, um, and the way Liz Olson carried that mm-hmm. out. So let's talk about her character next. Um, Liz Olsen, Wanda, <laughs> Scarlet Witch. Let's talk her evolution yes. going into this film. Uh, ever since mm-hmm. you know her first, her character first appeared in Age of um, uh, no, I was gonna say Age of Ultron, but no, that's incorrect. Uh, she appeared as an as a post credit scene in uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Um, so let uh, go ahead, Dana, oh, if and. and Give us your aspect and opinion on on Liz Olsen and her character up to date. Wow. Um, I I feel like the evolution it's it's been beautiful to kind of watch that evolution of her learning about herself and her powers. Like just being able to do like, you know, like like, you know, telekinesis, like cheap parlor tricks, quote unquote. Um, and to watch her, you know, go from, you know, Age of Ultron, like she was powerful enough there with no training and no study whatsoever. And then to see her go <laughs> and get like, like get the dark holds and just learn from that. Like, I can't even put into words, like if she had been if she had gone under Agatha's wing and just decided to like partner with her, I feel like it would have been a really short movie. It wouldn't have been, uh, <laughs> I don't think there would have been, Both of the, we just I don't think there would have been an yeah. issue. Overpowered. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Strange <laughs> Bye bye, bye bye, bye bye, Mystic Universe, bye bye, America Chavez. Yeah, it would have been a whole, 
I can imagine a whole big disaster coming through. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. How do you think? How do you um, think? How do you think? Go ahead. Oh no, no, you go ahead. Oh, um, I was gonna. I was just gonna share my my take on her character evolution myself. You know. She obviously in mm-hmm. Age of Ultron was yeah. uh, first became a villain, um, mm-hmm. you know, part of the until she realized until I, you know I okay I I I have to say that I had a I had this discussion with a coworker of mine who also watched the film um, after its release, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and she yeah. and this will go into my this will go into my opinion um, that it was crazy how much of a turnaround yet almost back to the same yet almost slightly a return back to her initial appearance uh when we first see her that she goes from villain Mm -hmm. to hero to villain again um Mm -hmm. especially in in dr change multiverse of madness um that it, it was exciting to see you know clinton barton kind of help guide her and change her around it's like once you you know that famous line where she, he says you know once you step out that door you're an avenger and here here she comes in this moment ripping ultron's uh ultron sentry bots um all over the place you know doing her thing and then you know that last moment where she's face to face there with ultron on that train um just ripping ripping his mechanical heart out and saying that's how it felt um or that's what it feels like mm-hmm. or whatever and we see in that moment like somebody who's dealing with such anger about the loss of her brother which you know was which was a uh, um, has been dealt with obviously throughout um, the evolution of her character in wandavision and WandaVision dealing itself with the overall with the overall theme of dealing with grief, dealing with loss, dealing with the loss of uh, vision, dealing with the loss of what she experienced in Sokovia, the yeah. loss of her family there, which was also addressed in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. her going through the whole motions um, of everything and taking that grief and empowering. This is, you know, I need to... I need to be happy in the way that I need to be happy. I'm gonna do everything I can to be happy, and if I, if it takes if it uh, if it takes seeing my kids to be happy, um, obviously Billy and Tommy to be happy, um, you know that's what it's gonna be. And and she definitely went there for this film. And um, in WandaVision, what I loved seeing her her do and this this goes to liz this speaks on liz olsen's range is it was nice that that show took a direction where it went through each and every decade of of television or from the 60s on mm-hmm. um so you get to see yeah. how how she fit in and took her character of wanda to see how it would fit in into each decade and then full out blown scarlet witch in wandavision was just like who and 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 the way yeah. she carried her horror aspect into that i mean if i were to watch a horror film 
starring Liz Olsen. Mm-hmm. I would be, I would be mm-hmm. scared. I would be scared. The way, <laughs> the way she, um, when she was coming in to the Baxter Foundation, which was also a nice nod to the Fantastic yes. Four, um, a yes. mention of that in the film. She walked in that hallway and in the tunnel scene, chasing Doctor Strange um, and Christine and America Chavez. I was, I was, mm-hmm. I was, I was nervous. I was scared. That was one of the coolest horror trope, um, horror trope scenes um, in in the film, a, a chase scene. Mm-hmm. And oh, her going when you initially see her, she's she has these red eyes. Um, like I have, yeah. I do it because it's still early morning for me. Uh, she has these red <laughs> eyes that are just glowing when she goes into the tunnel and just chasing them. And the way she, the way she walks, like a like a zombie herself too, with a limp leg. And, and I'm just like, oh my god, like run, like run, mm-hmm. run. And then I, I was uh, talking about this with my brother too. He uh, he had the same he had a very similar experience at a theater where you know all is quiet during that scene but at that moment when you see dr strange mm-hmm. uh dr strange christine and america chavez just stand there not doing anything in the tunnel just seeing what's going to happen uh yeah there's this one guy in the theater who just said run run bitch, run <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Like that's the moment that you that's 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 the trigger moment. That's the that's the horror effect. That's the you know that's that's the com, common horror movie trope that you want to see. And it was so yeah. great to see Liz Olsen carry herself. But going back, you know she um uh, she goes back into that mother role, um you know breaking out mm-hmm. in Scarlet Witch and encountering her her Wanda side of her the A three eight. Uh, version of her um mm-hmm. you know it was it was just nice to see that you know she's she's really taken her power to extreme um she's done a lot of damage especially causing causing that damage and hurting people in in um in uh civil war um that she does she's mm-hmm. taking everything with her and I don't know. I don't know if you, I don't know if many people caught this. And Dana, you could you can chime in. Obviously, you can chime in on this. But I, I've been saying on the internet yeah. that maybe a lot of uh, Liz Olsen, Wanda stands have been kind of distressed that she became the villain of this film. But if you paid attention, if if fan, if I was, if you've been paying attention. Oh, I I go ahead. I've actually seen like the the opposite on 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 twitter because uh twitter and on tiktok it's not so much her becoming the villain it's more a lot of and, and this is coming from a lot of um women uh female tiktokers but there a lot of them are like good for you <laughs> good for you because nobody has <laughs> nobody has addressed her trauma None of the other Avengers have really reached out to her. Mm-hmm. Like I thought maybe, you know, Clint would have reached out to her, even uh Doctor Strange, nobody so she was left to fe- fester with all of that grief mm-hmm. of lo- losing vision. And then she goes and creates a town by magic and has to lose vision again and not only lose vision again, but her children on top of that. 
after mm -hmm. all of the loss she's already compounded, yeah, who wouldn't go dark? And who wouldn't want to yeah. scream and rage at the world? So no, I, as much as like, and I'm speaking for myself and not for the people on TikTok, but as much as, no, yeah, no. she's gone villain mode, I, and I'm not agreeing with what she's doing, but I understand it. <laughs> I understand why <laughs> she wants to do what she wants to do because she's been denied and she's been shunted to the side and now she wants she wants what she wants and nobody's going to stand in her way so i get it so i wasn't really distressed to see her as the villain but i was i was kind of like yeah no this makes sense <laughs> yeah when you when you take a when you take a second look at it now i was about to say this you know there was there was a one there was one line where um in wandavision yeah i was kind of watching it again because i was i remember hearing this particular line i'm like why was that line written in there's a scene where mm -hmm. monica rambeau um who is obviously we're gonna see her full-on character yet which i can't i can't i don't even so want to mention yet because it hasn't been made official in the mcu um obviously we know where her character is going um, she mentioned uh, she had this conversation with Wanda and mm -hmm. Wanda said, maybe I am the villain. And I'm like, huh, that, 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 that's a line that wasn't that, that, you know, I don't know if people caught up on that line. I was like, hmm, why was that written in there? I know maybe I'm being, I'm going into <laughs> speculation territory and me and, you know, be it what it is and, and it is what it is. But I'm like, oh, what if Wanda, I, I, I asked myself this question, huh, Ron, what if Wanda was the actual villain? Mm -hmm. And I was like, and here we go, Multiverse of Madness, she was the villain. But as you had men eloquently mentioned, she, no one has mm -hmm. done with her grief. Which funny you mentioned that because I had that same exact conversation with a coworker as well. And it yeah. was, it was her letting out all that grief all uh, everything mm -hmm. who wouldn't who wouldn't experience this anger and let be like you know f this f the world nobody really cared about me and mm -hmm. what i went through um you know i have the event i have i'm all, with all the avengers i went out doing the super superhero thing too but i've been dealing with all this stuff and i think it was um you know i have yet to see whether or not some of these some of these aspects of trauma are dealt with in in the MCU, and it would be nice uh, sooner or later to come uh, to maybe see that being addressed. But for what it is in, in mm -hmm. this movie, you know, it 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 really took her had that strong effect on her that um it yeah. maybe you know this trauma and, and uh, this can almost this could. I could almost see it as, as we're talking about this now, I could almost see it as, what if, what if, even though, it, even though we're doing, dealing with multiverses, what if, um, what if that Wanda and Scarlet, like, are basically almost two aspects of her, like, because, yeah. because I know I'm not trying to say, you know, like, uh, Moon Knight's character and, and his, the portrayal of DID, dissociative identity disorder 
but what if you know that's mm-hmm. a way of you know one dealing with their trauma and trying to comfort the other like wanda was almost wanda yeah. in 838 towards the end of the movie you know tries to comfort and mm-hmm. a- accept the accept the faults or look at the grievances at at scarlet witch which was brought out by way of you know america chavez mm-hmm. basically said hey let me punch supporter and i'll give i'll give scarlet witch what she wants she wants to see her children okay let's let her see her children mm-hmm. and you almost see yeah. in a very intimate moment uh those two character that character interaction right there so in a way you know yeah i, I understand her grief um her pain and and letting letting all that out um yeah. from there so that was that was horrifying to, that was traumatizing not, not not traumatizing but that was a, a comfort scene at the end to kind of have that closed out and then wanda obviously you know taking mm-hmm. down wonder gore and essentially trying to destroy the, and essentially destroying the dark hole um, but yeah did you want to add or mention anything on top of that yeah i i would probably say like i've seen speculation where a lot of people have said you know um the dark hold is the thing that corrupted her and i'm like no i mean it 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 just enhanced whatever pain she was feeling it just enhanced like i would probably say that book took advantage of any grief that she had going already and um i think the only thing that was gonna like shake her out of it was seeing her kids and like you said you know america chavez opening that portal she's like okay i'm gonna give you what you want and to see i think what the breaking point for her was and it wasn't you know taking america's powers and and it wasn't killing all of those people at camaraderie it was seeing her children terrified of her like seeing her as the monster and I think that's the part where she snapped out of it and is like what have I become to to get my children Mm -hmm. back and I think that just took her out of it for just enough time to be like oh shit like I really I fucked up and this book didn't help me at all and it took it it took advantage of me so it was it was nice to see like a sliver of like old wanda just kind of break through and be like okay this book is evil we got to destroy it in every single universe and i'm gonna take wanda cord down with me which to that point i do not believe that wanda is dead there's no way because a lot of people think that she died with the crumbling of wanda cord no she's not dead but what do you think do you think she, do you think she died <laughs> in i hope not i, I really hope not because <laughs> look for for the <laughs> look the visual the visual and the visual team behind this put and visual and costume team put so much behind their efforts into making wanda look good and in full out scarlet witch for them to be have it destroyed in that moment no i want to see that costume again or you know a later adaptation or a later improvement or adjustment to it in a future mcu film or feature um Mm -hmm. 
um, on Disney yes. Plus if she makes her appearance there again. <laughs> you know, I, I have to see her costume again. That, that I mean, come on. Liz Olsen has, has through <laughs> interviews and, and whatever outlets, you know, she's had, she's had so many opinions about her outfits that she's been wearing. Um, and obviously it's created a, almost a mm-hmm. negative stigma on her character in the past films and features about her about her character that mm-hmm. it's nice to finally see the Scarlet Witch costume, which obviously got revealed in WandaVision. And I was cheering at that moment too. I'm like, finally, we get to see a Scarlet Witch costume. Yes. Uh, we were waiting for that it, moment. It, it was, and it was beautiful. I was like, yes. And it looked gorgeous. It looked beautiful, beautiful. Um, I kind of, I kind of wish. Um, speaking on the costume part, uh, which will probably segue into our next talking point, unless we have to mention anything else about this. But I kind of wish that it, they kind of kept the same style as in Wandavision. They did have the sleeveless, uh, sleeveless shoulder on. I thought that would just create a good look overall. Um, mm-hmm. I think on that part, you know, if they had, if they, if they, they probably might have CGI'd some some runes on her or some um, some witch casting spells on her to kind of add or enhance it. Um, I just wish that, that I really the way that looked on screen though was really cool, really awesome on, on to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wish they kept that aspect of it. But besides that, um, I guess segueing into our next topic, costumes in this film. What um, what do you think about the costumes? Um, like I said, Scarlet Witch's costume was beautiful. Like just to also to just kind of see it slowly go from like red and like transitioning almost into black like it was almost black but not quite was Mm -hmm. amazing um and then (laughs) let's touch upon dr strange because you know this is his movie um (laughs) uh yeah his costume looked amazing i loved the use of the uh cloak of levitation as always um always getting him out of trouble um and just the use of color it it was beautiful as well um i re i i really want america chavez's uh jean jacket for reasons like they they did a really good job of just making her look like a stereotypical teenager and i was like i just i want the jean jacket for reasons guys so if you could can if I could just get that, that would be awesome. <laughs> you know, I love that you I love that you mentioned that because I think you know this can eliminate some of the intimidation about um, you know for anybody who's just getting into cosplay. I mean, look, you look at her costume and it's something that's just right out of the closet, or you can get that jean jacket uh, which was made through again no plug um her universe or you know you could make mm-hmm. get a jean jacket out of your closet and kind of get kind of get uh, some screenshots uh, of america chavez's outfit and make it your own um so i love that the mm-hmm. costume us obviously paying not homage to her look in the comics yet adapting it to the film especially you know you're mm-hmm. what i loved about that the jean let's talk about that that jean jacket itself um Mm-hmm. I love that they did make it their own um, in that film they because did. I think in the comics, comics version, she has 
Um, and I'm kind of glad that they, they didn't include this because I think it would have looked awkward on screen is that I know America Chavez in the comics also had a red hoodie uh, with the jean jacket as well too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love the flames on the side of her, the flames on, on one side of her sleeve. She included the, uh, they included the um, LGBTQ pin on it, a flag pin on it, yes. uh, which was really a nice nod. Uh, to her characters it was um so we have so uh, props to marvel for that for uh, portraying that and having more inclusivity uh within the films um and obviously uh you know having a latina character in there um was really awesome was really just awesome to see but that one tidbit the one uh tidbit which has been a long um, which was a very powerful statement. You see in on the um, like one one of the scenes of her jacket is amor es, es amor. Uh, if if people have caught that in the film as part of her uh, jacket, um, yeah, oh. Dana, I don't know if you want to speak on that. I could I could go off I could riff off of that, but like that, that's that, oh, that line I, amor es amor. I didn't know anything about um, that. What does that What does oh, that okay. mean? I didn't. Um, yeah. Okay, so amor es amor is um, mm-hmm. uh, for people who don't speak Spanish. Uh, amor es amor means translates into love is love. Um, so that oh. that was obviously that was that was a nice nod. Whether it would they were taking it from um, the famous the. I think it was Oscar winning speech. I'm not sure if it was Oscar or Golden Globe, uh, a Grammy, um, or what award oh, it was, but it, yeah, was, from it was love it was... from uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda. Manuel, yeah, yes, yes, yes. What when was he? Uh, he did he he win an Oscar for? Did was it like did he win like a Tony or something? And he said, "Love is love is love is love." And it was part of his his acceptance speech. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. It was it was something it was something to that end, and I love that they brought in that touch to it from um, from that. I think that was a nice nod. Uh, if it was a nice, if it was a nod to Lin Manuel Miranda, or just taking the sentiment of that statement itself and adapting it to the film. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when it uh, applies to being inclusive and representation in the film um, mm-hmm. of of for America Chavez, and you know, going on Doctor Do- going on Doctor Strange's uh, costume, his was a great costume. Like I love, I love the color contrast in their costume and the little details. I think that's one thing. I think that's the one thing that I really liked in this film is we got to see a lot of good close-ups of their costumes. Um, the, the, the cloak of levitation—you get to see more de- refined details in the cloak of levitation, which I love. That cloak of levitation. Mm-hmm. Props to the cloak of levitation. It's a non-gender-conforming <laughs> character. Like you can't, you, you can't even. <laughs> You can't even tell. Okay, he, she, no, it's like it. It's just, it's just an it because it's an article, article of clothing, you know. Because sometimes you say, oh yeah, 
I love in the clock levitation. She proved <laughs> of like, no, how do you know clock levitation is female? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I think I think the clock of levitation definitely played had a nice role in the film. I'm just I'm just so sad we didn't get to see Cloak of Levitation played by itself in the credits. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> um, Cloak of Levitation is Yeah. Yeah. No, wow. <laughs> Cloak of Levitation is a character all on its own. Um, yeah. Like, like honestly, I, played by itself. Yeah, by honestly, itself. like, I just imagine. I literally just imagine like if the cloak of levitation could speak, it's just going, Oh my god, I gotta save this dumbass again. <laughs> look, look. Look, look, Steven, look what you got us into. Now I have a hole in my back. If we have didn't have if you didn't get yeah. if you didn't get us into this mess in the first place, I wouldn't have this hole in my get in my back i wouldn't have the main passion i would have still looking like nice crimson red but no steven you had to go and screw this up and mess with mess with wanda you could have just given her kids um <laughs> but anyway yeah that's <laughs> i think i think i think i think we might have to transition from there we're, we're going up on, on a huge tangent but it's it's great hey this is great i'm having fun um yeah. in this discussion thank you um any 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 ish any issues any qualms with the film like um do you, did you have any other issues in the film any, any other critiques about the film itself i think it 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 felt like it was a little bit too short um at least for me and i think there wasn't there wasn't enough of um dr strange's uh character development I don't think there was really much character development other than it was kind of nice to see him care for somebody other than himself for a change. I will say that. Um, I wanted to see more of America's and his um, friendship, especially now that he, uh, now that she's staying at Carmitage and she's learning. And obviously it looks like she's going to stay in 616 for the foreseeable future so i really wish we could have seen more of that um it could have just been you know like an a throwaway not like a throwaway line but it could have been more a few more lines of like dialogue just more like intimate conversations between those two because even though this film is called dr strange and the multiverse of madness it really felt more like a scarlet witch film than anything else at least in my eyes so i would have would have liked to have seen just a little bit more character development on his side. And like how do you how do you feel about that? Yeah, I think Yeah, um the only the only change that I could see to Doctor Strange's character was really the way he he opened up and started to care about other people besides outside of himself. Um, I think I think that was a theme mm-hmm. going into this film too, um, that maybe spoke to character development was, are you happy? Um, mm. we, obviously, we heard that being um, addressed several times in this film, and 
here we see kind of uh, kind of two things about Doctor Strange is him you know uh, while being a superhero and trying to save the universe at the same time he's uh, dealing with this kid this America Chavez who is 16 and much like her real life who's like 16 years old much like her probably real who I think is the real age of Shoshi Gomez, which she, she, she did a, 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 you know, we'll probably bring her up maybe, uh, Shoshi Gomez, would do, which had an, mm-hmm. and so um, a really great introduction to this film. Uh, um, but him putting himself aside and being kind of being humbled and being especially being put in place um, by mm-hmm. the other characters, whether that was just. Um, a part of a plot line to be humbled by the Illuminati when he was talked about by uh, Reed Richards really breaking down and blaming the alternate version um, of, of I think uh, it wasn't Sinister Strange it was uh, it was called Supreme Strange mm-hmm. um, in that sense and really trying to address his faults um, in dealing with the multiverse. Um, but also, you know, we see he dropped the L word towards Christine. He yeah. just went for the one, four, three. He said, I love you. Like, yeah. I don't think that's been ever, those words have ever been mentioned in the MCU. And he was the first one to, he's been the first one to um, ever mention that. Uh, yeah, I, even between the relationship between Cap and uh, Steve Rogers and Peggy, um yeah uh, mm-hmm. or anybody else we've seen, we've seen romantic portrayals but never the i love you words i love you ever mentioned mm-hmm. before. so for someone of an ego centric character to bring that out and say that to christine say i i i love you in every universe i'm like that's a sweet moment that was a that was a pretty sweet and tender yeah. moment right there um, and I think yeah. I think it means a lot because it, I think that's him coming to acceptance that I'll probably never be able to be with you in any universe because that's a thing that he's that's also addressing his happiness is to be with Christine, but he knows he can't. Mm-hmm. Um, yet he he says it knowing that in every universe, if there's if if it's not successful in the six one six, if it's not if if they've had their complications in the eight three eight then he must be saying, you know, in maybe every universe, our relationship is complicated and not and not going to go anywhere or proceed from there. Um, so good for him on that part. And then almost taking up yeah. a, a fatherly, almost mentorship role. And I'm kind of liking that trend in the MCU. Um, Me too. Going forward on that because, uh, you know, I see that. Um you know, a lot of people have had their opinions about, you know, uh, Tony Stark being the dad of, of Peter Parker. I'm like, I don't, okay, there's that father-son, there's that father-son relationship, but it's also kind of like a mentorship part of the uh, um, thing. Yes. Um, you see that with uh, Clinton Barton and Kate Bishop. And now I'm kind of starting to see that with Stephen mm-hmm. Strange and passing it on to America Chavez. So I kind of like, it's almost like Marvel saying we're passing the torch now to uh to the new folks yes. coming in oh black widow to yelena Bol- uh, natasha to yelena belova um 
even though they're mm-hmm. quote unquote um, sisters from the red room, you know that mm-hmm. that mentorship from there of who's going to be carrying uh, carrying on the mantles onto the next. Even though maybe you know, um, I can, I I know I'm going to go into speculation and theory territory. I'll touch on that. We'll talk about that <laughs> in a bit. Uh, but it's just nice to see. It's just nice to see that relationship between Doctor Strange having to care for uh, America Chavez. You know, if, even if not for her powers, but just the on-screen time and relationship that they've had with each other, which is really nice. Yes. Yeah, and I'm I'm really hoping um, that they're not up for 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 the same ending as uh tony stark for (laughs) for doctor strange because uh uh, i've seen speculation where like that i mean it is a it's a thing just setting it up so i really hope i really hope you know steven just gets to retire and just you know have a happy life he deserves happiness just like Tony Stark got his happiness, please. He does. Oh my god. He does. Yeah. Let's let's yeah. say that. But uh, you know, he's obviously gonna he's obviously gonna be, play a bigger role uh, overall in the MCU. And um, um, you know, I hope whatever send off they give to him, unless he wants to stay in the MCU for as long. Look, Benedict Cumberbatch can stay, can say and stay whatever he wants. If if Marvel wants to do what they want to do with his character in Benedict, they can do whatever they want to do with Benedict. Um, and that's, yeah, that's, that's true. Much to be said to that. Um, uh, do we have? Do you have anything to say about uh, Benedict Wong or Benedict Wong's character? Um, there wasn't enough of him. <laughs> I was. I thought it would have been really cool if he had ended up in, <laughs> in like at least one of the universes, or had been shunted with them. But I understood why he wasn't. Um, and when I saw him essentially yeeted off of the mountain, I was distraught because I was like, they they didn't kill off Wong, right? They're not going to do that. But then you think. Wong is the Sorcerer Supreme, and then eventually Stephen becomes Sorcerer Supreme. So I'm like, I'm just waiting. I feel like they're gonna kill him off. I really hope not, but we'll see. Just because I know at some point Stephen is supposed to take that mantle, so how else is he gonna get it if Wong doesn't either pass it on or uh, unceremoniously die? I know. I I want to see I want to see more development from his character too. I think I think for what for whatever reason you know, um, he became he became the Sorcerer Supreme by by a technicality. I think Doctor Strange might have mentioned that in the film um, because of the blip. Um, he seems to be uh, for now such an asshole. For now. <laughs> for now he seems to be a connecting thread much like mm-hmm. Nick Fury in these films because mm-hmm. he's appeared in um, Shang-Chi so there's that scene and then he also appeared in Spider-Man No Way Home mm-hmm. um, but obviously that was the lead into Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness um, 
So I, I, I am wanting to see more of his character. I kind of kind of almost wish that we almost had some more of his humor as well too. I know we got little uh, tidbits of that in this film. So especially from the especially from the wizardry side of things, you know, and all the magic aspect between them two, that we are waiting for more development of their character. I, I don't know how how that that's gonna go down the road, but mm-hmm. I, I hope to see more development of their character. Um, but is there, are there any topics that you, I know we could go on, but are there any things that you uh, would like to address about the film before we proceed on to the next topic? Um, yeah, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about like that fight um, between uh, 616 Strange and was it Supreme Strange? Because that was beautiful. Like that sinister fight sinister. with sinister. it was a sinister change. Okay, um, that fight was so beautiful and so inventive with the music, and it just reminded me of right? something that you know, right? yeah, like something a magic user in like Dungeons and Dragons would do is you know, you know, utilize everything around them to their advantage. So I was like, that was like chef's kiss like whoever decided to write that in it was amazing and the visuals on it you know our strange having like the yellow like the gold and like almost warmth um to his magic and the other having like the blue the cooler tones uh it was just a phenomenal i was just like i need to go see the film again just for that particular scene like i just want to dissect it it was beautiful (laughs) (laughs) i absolutely love that scene i think that's probably Mm -hmm. one of the best scenes in the movie i don't care what anybody else has to say that the Mm -hmm. the music battle was so cool it totally reminded me of um the film fantasia uh, the Disney film Fantasia, because I know yes. that there were um, yeah uh, there were scenes where I think there was also uh, like music notes going into battle as well too. Don't remember if it was in that film, but that's kind of what it brought mm-hmm. me into as well too. Um, and, and playing I think it was what Johann Sebastian Bach's theme um, scores uh, or yes. compositions that were used yes. in that in that part of the film. Um, yeah, so, they were using a Bach and that and was Beethoven, that was not. Yeah. I mean, it could have Bach and Beethoven. Okay. Um, so them carrying each other, like the and the choices of the compositions that were used, so beautiful and so perfect because <laughs> those are the common themes we hear during like classic old war films. You know what I mean? Da 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 da. And when you when you hear that and, and see how it was it was like I'm like Doctor Strange is throwing musical notes as ninja stars. I'm like that is just so cool. Um <laughs> to see that to see that on a page. And I I, I can only imagine I, I don't know if it's been featured in any comic or whatever, but if any nobody has drawn that yet into a comic of having him go against the villain, battling out music notes with each other, let me see that on a comic book too, because the way yeah, that scene yes. was absolutely gorgeous. Like it was almost a, a dance, but fighting yeah. each other at the same time. Yeah, yeah, 
And, you know, um, that particular piece that um, was was being used, like the, I can't remember, I think it's like Beethoven's fifth for our, for our Doctor Strange, for the 616 Strange. Um, and the, the common theme of that piece of music is death knocking at your door. And I was like, that is, <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> like, I just, it, I want to, I, I, what it, I can't, like, who, who decided to come up with that piece of music, you know, to, 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 to couple in with our Doctor Strange, because that was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I could have watched an entire film of that. And, 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 and made it. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, that was a better, that was a better yeah. goal, better musical scene that we got at the end as a post-credit scene from Hawkeye. Sorry. I know that was fun to watch, but as far as it fitting into the rest of the thing. <laughs> oh! But I, that. Yikes. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Um, my that's my opinion. You can you can come at me. I'll give you my Twitter handle later. Um, <laughs> I'll give I'll give listeners my Twitter handle. That's fine. Uh, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Again, that's just my personal opinion. I had fun watching it. But just as it fit into the rest of the series, I don't know. Um, but as far as going into that, that scene was just beautiful. Um, so mm -hmm. let, let's bring it on to our last, last topic, uh, theories, theories, speculations, this, probably, this is the fun part where we get to see where we're going to go on, uh, from here into the MCU and, and beyond what, what are, Dana, let's go. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Wow. Way to put me on the spot here. Um, I think. This may sound like a little bit of a cop out, but I think the fun part is not knowing where they're gonna go. Like I just, I'm on board with whatever ride they choose to give us at this point. I obviously we know that we're gonna have another Doctor Strange movie. He, I mean, he, we saw in that like mid credit scene that he has like the third eye that there's gonna be repercussions for like the Dark Hold. I'm just, I'm so curious to know, like, just where he's going and what imminent danger they're going to have to face um, together. So I, I kind of, like, as much as I have, like, theories, I don't want to speculate too much because I, I just want to be pleasantly surprised. And, like, I don't know, I don't know about you, but... Um, yeah, what what are your theories and speculations going forward? I I have well, the biggest thing that I I'll, I'll just I'll just put the elephant in the room out there. Mm -hmm. I think we're really going to go I think this is really setting a good a good start to a setup for um Secret Wars. Um mm -hmm. and I think we really need I think the fans really need to start to really pay big attention to america chavez you know she's um she's one of the young ones in 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 marvel but it's her power set that's probably gonna bridge everything together as as somebody who's able to traverse between different universes 
um, with her powers, she could easily be bringing in the whole notion of secret wars and and obviously have their own portals moment like as much as we see see in endgame it's funny that she creates you know it's funny that the you know that scene in endgame was titled portals and she creates portals so i think Mm -hmm. that was i think that's a moment where we'll get to see different worlds and different universes collide and bring up secret wars and seeing all these different alternate universes of characters and characters that have yet to be seen on screen in the mcu be brought to that moment but obviously you can't confirm anything yet i don't work for marvel i don't have any insider knowledge into <laughs> marvel and what they're doing they keep their stuff under wraps i probably have a sniper just hearing our conversation right now um but hey, hi, <laughs> sniper. um <laughs> you know um i i really think that that she's gonna play a, a bigger role in in the scheme of things um there was i i had a theory that uh i had an initial theory about dr strange and especially what happened in that just mm. at the end of that fight scene uh between him and sinister strange that because of the rules of incursion of them going to universes and especially with stephen strange uh dream walking um using the dark hold himself um, and Sinister Strange also having access to the Darkhold, that there's there's no doubt that one of them could uh, ha- has knowledge of its workings. So I'm kind of wondering if, if initially what I thought was was Sinister Strange basically um, manifesting himself into the six one six Strange. And then you just see Six One Strange's. You see, even though Senator Strange's body fall off from that uh, from that um, um, that broken. um, Oh my God! What do you what do you call his house? Is it like like a balcony? The name of Doctor Strange's house. This this the 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 dark that dark sanctum sanctorum. (laughs) So you see, you see, oh yes, yes, you yes. see him flying off of there and being impaled. So that kind of yeah. makes me wonder: is that the six one six strange in there? Even though at I the don't end of know. The, even though later on it was revealed he that that is still alive in some way because the third eye is there. Third eye opens back up, yeah. and then it's sinister strange that's taken over the six one stranger's body. And he's the one that interacts with Clea. Oh. It was nice. It was nice to see Clea at the end of the film. That's interesting. So that's... It was. That's a thing. Um, I, 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 yeah, don't I, mean, if, I, I don't know if... I don't know. I mean, he does have a photographic... Like, we did see, no, like, the dark holes start to be destroyed across the multiverse but i mean he does have a photographic memory they allude to it so that is a very viable theory wow yeah so i don't know how that's gonna play out in the in the long run or if you know if that's that's a thing because you know i can only imagine what's gonna happen when you know if that is the Sinister Strange in 616's body, 
you know, because because the costume is there, meeting with Clea mm -hmm. and going into the dark dimension. Mm -hmm. Could this overall plan affect into the bigger grand scheme of things, where you know they bring Dormammu in, and that'll have an whole effect in the universe, um, and and, and change everything up. Um, but that's just, that's just one theory. Uh, another thing that I'm seeing in, in is another thing I'm seeing is that he said, um, well, Doctor Strange said, I have, you know, I have the power of gods. We're dealing with in the MCU now. We're obviously dealing with this trend of dealing with a whole big thing of of gods and whatnot. Mm -hmm. You know, we're dealing we're dealing with a whole new level, whole new ball game in here. And if we're dealing with gods, I know this is a stretch. We already we already saw John Krasinski as a Fantastic Four, so whether or not we see him back in the role in the future will be up to obviously Marvel. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they do recast him or if he does become an alternate version. But if we're talking about the gods and level gods and things, I know this might be a stretch, might be a discussion for uh, down the road. But I know that somebody in the comics who deals with mystic powers, who deals with gods, who calls himself a god because of his powers, might be Doctor Doom. Might be Doctor Doom. Might be the next big bad. Oh, I, I would love to see oh. him as the next big bad. That would be. I know a lot. Of oh my god! <laughs> I think he just kind of blew my mind a little bit there, because. <sighs> Doctor Doom is a whole other ball game. <laughs> oh my god! Right, he was yeah. the he was a central villain in he was a central villain in Secret in the most uh, recent iteration of Secret Wars. So whether or not Marvel decides to mm -hmm. adapt that character, um, his character into to Secret I Wars mean, down the road, when in, I'd again, be, when this has to happen, it's just speculation yeah. at this point. I would love to see it. Him battling it out with, with everybody else and all the different oh, yeah, worlds and realms and whatnot. You know, that would be that would be a thing. Um, uh, would... I, love, I know a lot of people are, are calling on Kang to be the next big bad. Um, or even there, I've, I've seen talks mm -hmm. on social media of Galactus being the next big bad. Mm -hmm. um, but I, yes. I, for me personally, I hope it's Dr. Doom. Um, but any other theories or speculations you might have? Uh, hmm. Not off the top of my head, because like I said, I'm not like, I, I'm not really a hardcore comic book reader. Uh, so I'm just going into this like clean slate and just, I'm just here for the ride, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for the ride too. I love getting it. I love getting the speculation theories just because it creates the dialogue. I mean, especially for this film, we haven't had this much dialogue on a week to week basis that social media has had compared to WandaVision, where it's like WandaVision was the trending topic almost every single day when WandaVision was out. Yeah. And that was just really fun to see to see the fans engaged on social media to talk about yeah. talk about this type of stuff. Um, but um, uh, we're about to wrap it up. Any last concluding thoughts on the film or anything else that's come to mind that hasn't been addressed yet? Uh, I'm just really excited to see, you know, 
because like I said, I do not believe that Wanda is dead. So I really am excited to see a Wanda post this movie. And I'm excited to see what that looks like for her. And I want to see her. I would like to see her come full circle and heal. That's what I would like to see. And then eventually at some point, I would love to see Agatha coming back down the road. So that's what I'm looking forward to. I think, I think, yeah. I think, uh, I think it was greenlit, uh, greenlit to go. Um, so it's just a matter of yeah. time until we see that. Um, yeah. Just uh, my overall thoughts on the film. I love the horror take. I love the, um, you know, the bloodiness, the goriness, the twisting and turning of bodies and contorting everywhere, and <laughs> the use of the common horror tropes, mirrors and glass, and and scary chases and jump scares. So I mm-hmm. love that um, in the MCU. I hope it's kind of like a testing ground for what's for what's to come. Um, I'm excited for. I'm happy to see where Wanda takes a character next. Character next, because it's like I thought. I thought I saw WandaVision as prime um, peak Liz Olsen, but I think you know she's she might be ready to take this further. She she took the horror aspect um, really well. So I'm waiting to see where it goes. I'm waiting to see what they also do with other Marvel beings that haven't been addressed yet. Um, you know, we've got Eternals, we've got we've got yeah. a Celestial in the Ocean, we still got Scrolls lurking in the background. Yep. Um, you know, and and everything else that hasn't been seen yet. So we're just waiting for everything that goes, but I'm on I'm on this with the ride for you. And uh Dana, <laughs> anything else? No, that's it for me. I'm so excited to see where Marvel goes. They have a plethora of comics to pull from so many stories to tell so many uh heroes that have yet to be seen so i'm excited so excited yes me too well that probably concludes our podcast for this moment so dana where can uh temple of geek listeners um and fans of mcu and whovians where can they find you on the social media (laughs) or on the internet on on the social media, you can find me on Twitter uh, at abitmetalsome and on Instagram with the same handle at abitmetalsome. Awesome, awesome! And for listeners to our, to this podcast, you can find me Ron at that one. What that? I can't even. I can't even say my own name. What that nerd <laughs> Ron on Twitter and Instagram. So if you want to slide into my DMs or hit me up and argue or have a discussion about today's podcast or anything uh, nerdy in general, Um, you know, keeping it clean, keeping it friendly to the fandoms. You can find me on both Twitter and Instagram. And for Temple of Geek, we are about to bounce out. I'm about to be like a 747 in Jet. Maybe portal myself back into having breakfast because I haven't had breakfast yet. So Dana from the East Coast, thank you very much for joining us on this podcast. I am so glad to have had this discussion um, with you and very much looking forward to the future of our discussions into the MCU in future. Marvel. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. And it was awesome having this discussion. So thank you.
Thank you for joining us in this podcast, and we hope to see you again soon. Thank you. Please follow us on Twitter at Temple of Geek. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Temple of Geek. And remember to visit TempleofGeek.com, your one stop for all things geek. Goodbye. This will conclude our transmission.